Today's scripture is from John chapter 8, verses 31 through 38. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Everyone who, pr who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not, re does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are the offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. I speak of what I have seen in my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. Good morning. Um, that's supposed to be red, white, and blue. It, uh, I guess that's the differences between one computer and another is that we have um, what appears to be turquoise. Um, so I apologize profusely for that. Um, <clears throat> but, 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 you, but you get it, right? Um, we're going to talk today... Um, about slavery and about freedom. And, uh, you know, slavery is something that gets uh, a lot of attention in, uh, in, in the press and, and uh, on social media. It's been around, the idea of slavery has been around um, nearly since the beginning of, of, of time. Um, anybody here ever been a slave? Yeah, see, y'all got that wrong. We'll come back to that one later. Um, we, we all have um, been, been slaves. Jesus uses the, the imagery, and God does as well, um, throughout, the, throughout the scriptures. The, the imagery of slavery, because nobody wants to be a slave. N nobody wants to be uh, in, in a position where they seemingly have no choice or say in their lives, in, in, in the decisions that shape their, their futures. Um, and the, the idea of freedom um, is, is something that resounds throughout every culture, throughout every period of time, because inherent within man is the idea of, of freedom. Um, we want to be free. Man wants to be free. Man wants to have choice in, in what he does and where he goes. Um, man, mankind, wants to be free from shackles. You know, we, we celebrate this week, right, the, the independence of our, our, our country. I remember, um, you probably still have it somewhere, Mom. I, I, I had a little plate in 1976, um, in uh, grade school, we, we had little plates, little, little dishes that we inscribed, you know, 1776 at the top and 1976 at the bottom, celebrating 200 years. Uh, do you remember that plate? She 
she's thinking hard about it. Uh, it's probably in the cedar chest somewhere. But, but we, 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 we celebrate that. You know, we, man has gone to war over and over and over and over and over to fight for freedom, to fight against tyranny, to fight against uh, op oppression, um, to, to fight against the idea of being enslaved to, to someone else. Um, here in, in uh, John, as Jesus is talking, um, he's, he's talking to, to Jews. He's talking to the, you know, the leaders in, in Israel. The idea, they think, right, ha, you know, we, we look through narrow lenses at times, very narrow lenses. And, and, and when we do that, we don't, we don't really see the full picture. These guys think that they're not enslaved physically, and yet they are. You know, they're like, you know, we're, we're, we're descendants of Abraham, you know, and, and there were times when Israel was taken away into captivity. They were enslaved by foreign nations. And, and we've got folks here, it's like, the, it's like the, the frog in the water. You put a frog in a pan of water that's cool and turn on the heat slowly and it, and, and it comes up very slowly and the frog doesn't know that it's, that it's being cooked. They think they're not slaves, but they are. Israel is under the rule of Rome. This, this very day, while Jesus is talking to them, they think that they're not slaves because they haven't been carried away into a foreign land. They're at home in Israel, but they're not free. The reality is Israel, because they never, this was something Dad used to say to me, when you, step in, when you stop and think about it, they never ever fully fulfilled the calling for which God called them, and that was to completely cleanse the land of, of, of the foreign inhabitants, of, of the idolatrous nations. They have been enslaved in one way or another since Egypt. And so <clears throat> Jesus is talking to them about the idea of being free. And this, and this is a passage that we know. You know, you know the truth and the truth will set you free. You know, we've, we've heard that, we've seen that. It's been, it's been utilized in movies numerous times. The truth will set you free. And as Jesus is talking to them, he's talking about himself, the, the Word. He is the Word, as John tells us uh, in, in chapter 1. The Word became flesh, became Jesus Christ. And the Word is what provides freedom. Freedom from, from slavery. Um, the freedom is to be a, a, a beacon, right? The United States, right? Referred to by, by, by folks around the world as, as a beacon of, of freedom, right? A, a country that is, that is set on, on principles, that is, that is founded in faith and freedom. And in and, and many countries around the world that, are, that find themselves... Um, under um, tyranny, look to the beacon. And Jesus says the same thing of the church. The church is to be that light, right? It's that, to be that city on a hill that provides hope to the world. And, and hope from what? The, the idea is that we provide that shining example of folks 
that understand and exemplify what it's what it means to be free. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna look here at a couple of passages in, in Romans. We could have just called this a study of Romans today. But when you look at the language, how many times Paul uses the word free or freedom? It 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 is it is astounding. It, you're gonna get tired of me saying it before before we're done because over and over and over he repeats this idea of being set free being set free um, and 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 he uses the term free gift free gift free gift I saw someone post I won't I won't get into the student loan thing unless you want me to no okay uh, well I did actually I saw a couple of yeses um, but I saw somebody post, um, and, and they were infuriated that the Supreme Court ruled that loans that people willingly took out, they were going to have to pay back. The audacity of, of that, right? The, the, to, to be accountable for taking out student loans, to, to have to pay them back. Um, I'm not going to tell you where I stand on, on, on the matter, um, I'll, I'll leave that to, to, to guesswork. But, but, but my point is that there isn't anything that's free. Those of us that have been around, there, there's no such thing as free. Oh, I got something for free. Really? Well, somebody paid for it. N nothing's free. Ah, oh, I got some free money from the government. Yeah, it's not free. Somebody worked, paid taxes, sent it in, Cheryl's about to explode with an amen. Um, right? Nothing's free. Somebody pays for it. And where you and I are concerned, right, when we think about slavery, right, as much as it's talked about, right, as much as slavery's talked about, it's been around. Every nation, every race has been enslaved throughout the history of mankind, right? Slavery, the first recorded um, instance of slavery took place in Africa, right? The Egyptians enslaved the Jewish nation in, in Genesis. Slavery, been around. But what we oftentimes neglect to talk about, to put in the forefront, is the idea of mankind being enslaved to sin. And, I, and that's why Jesus uses the idea of slavery as, as this imagery. Because no, nobody wants to be enslaved physically. But he uses that imagery to help push the idea into our minds that without Christ, we are enslaved to sin. Sin has enslaved man. You, you, heard, me, you heard me quote God some time ago. It, it's something that, that, that resonates, right? After Adam and Eve had disobeyed, right, God, and had eaten of the forbidden fruit, they had sinned. They, they, they chose to sin. And God said to them, remember what he said? What have you done? What have you done? Because he understood what that meant. That, and, and, and Paul's going to talk about this here in Romans in a, in a couple of moments. The idea of how... A single individual or a couple 
ushered in an era of slavery to all of mankind. One man brought it in and, and enslaved many. And yet, what we find is through Jesus Christ, He is the one that provides the freedom. But yet, for us, it is a gift. But He, He paid for it, right? Nothing's free. Somebody always, always pays. Romans 5. Therefore, this is what I was referencing. Therefore, <clears throat> just as sin came into the world through one man, and death then through sin, which is echoed in, in, uh, in, in, in James, right? When, when lust comes forth and, is in, and it matures, it brings about sin, and sin brings about death. And through sin, and, and so death spread to all men because all sin. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, right? Lesson in, in the law, right? The law was there to show, right, the, the shortcomings of man, the, the violations of God's principles. Um, and so the law exposed and helped man understand sin. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned, okay, and so translate in your minds when we see this word reigned, right, at times it's, it's going to reference slavery. But then it, he, he wants us to understand that it transitions to the reign of, of freedom in our lives. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those um, whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift, he says, is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of God that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin, for the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. And so he's bringing about the idea of, of freedom that, that man seeks and yearns for. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned, slavery, mankind enslaved, through that one man, much more, will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign. And there's the transition. Reign in life through the man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, meaning understanding, right? Understanding, exposing, illuminating 
that, that sin, illuminating the fact that man was enslaved in sin, was in shackles in sin, right? So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so you've seen it a bunch already, right? The idea of, of this, this free gift, this freedom, what should reign, what does reign, what did reign versus what should reign, right? Freedom, he wants freedom for you. He wants freedom for me. He wants freedom for all of, of mankind, right? That word propitiation that we see in 1 John, right? That, 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 that offering, that free gift that was provided by Christ, the, the, the one and only. It was a one-sided offering. You've heard me say it before. Nothing that I could do about that. He did it of his own initiative. And that was his. That was the payment that was the payment for sin. The, the entirety of, of mankind. I've um, been a while since I've looked at the numbers, but they'll still be pretty close. It's estimated that over 100 billion um, individuals have, have lived and or died in the, in the span of the history of, of man. 100, 100 billion. Um, obviously, that, that number grows each and every day. As big as that number sounds, the gift that Jesus Christ gave is so enormous and so vast that it covers. It covers every person that has ever lived, that has ever been conceived, in the history of man. Jesus Christ, right, he offers that freedom to everyone without exception. It is, it, is, it is there as an offering. It is there as a free gift. One simply has to accept it. And Paul's going to expound upon that. What shall we say then? He's talking about sin. Wow, grace is great. Should we? He's being sarcastic here, right? Right? <laughs> Right, well, great. Should we, should we sin um, so that grace can, can, can really abound? He said, well, of, of course not. That's, not. that's not the point of grace, that you intentionally, continually sin, that you find yourself back in slavery, that you, that you go shackle yourself back up. And that's, that's the imagery that we, should, that we should think about, right? That we were in shackles. Um, how many people have ever seen uh, the Green Mile? Right, good, good, good show. Um, and, and one of the one of the scenes um, is as I can't remember his name. Now forgive me, but it's um, Michael Clark Duncan plays the plays the, the the part of the guy who was accused of, of killing a child. Um, but he he's in shackles. Ankles are shackled. Wrists are shackled. He's got chains running from his feet to his hands. Um, and, 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 and he is so shackled, he, he can only shuffle along 
as they escort him in to the death house, right? And you remember what they say as he's coming in? Dead man walking, right? Dead man walking is what is announced as he, as he comes in. And, 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 and that is what mankind looks like. That's what sin is. It is shackles. It is shackles around the feet, around the, around the wrists, where man is encumbered, man is owned, man is under tyrannical rule by sin, by Satan, by, by the devil. It's a, it's a great scene when he gets into the cell, and of course Michael Clark Duncan was huge, a big fella. Um, and uh, they get him into the cell, and... Uh, Tom Hanks is the is the head the head guard, in uh, in the, uh, the the death house, and um, something that he does that is very kind is as he is getting acquainted and begins to learn about the the the, the character of, of Michael Clark Duncan. Um, he stays in the cell with him and and takes the shackles takes the shackles off. And of course, nobody, nobody was interested in, in, in him doing that because of um, the size of, of Michael Clark Duncan, um, what he would do once, once he was unshackled. But, but he did it, and, and he was so grateful uh, to him for that. And that, that's, that's an imagery that we should take with us, that we were all slaves right? We were all slaves. The worst kind of slaves. Slaves with, with no hope, right? Un, un, under the condemnation of sin until Jesus Christ was offered to pay for that debt. To pay for that debt. And that took the shackles off us. So he goes on to say this, obviously, by no means should we continue. No, by no means should we want to put those shackles back on. That, you know, having that iron clamped around the wrist, cramped around the, the, the feet, the ankles, clamped around the, the neck. We should never want to put that back on. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus <coughs> were baptized into his death? And his death represents freedom, right? His death represents freedom. We were buried, therefore, with him in baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in death, like his we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For no one who has died <coughs> has been set free from sin. I'm sorry, for one who has died, has been set free from sin. And he goes on to say this. 
It says, thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. So, right, gone from, from that, that slavery of sin, slavery under the reign of Satan, to choosing to be indentured, to, to be enslaved to God, to be slaves of righteousness. The, 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 the dichotomy that exists be, between the two is ours for the taking, for the calling, right? He wants us to be there. It, it, is, it is a gift to, to leave shackles, to be free, to be righteous, to be cleansed, right? To have grace showered upon us. I'm not speaking in human terms, he says, because of your natural limitations, for just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, for when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? Right? Read that again. What fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, right, but now, that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. Right? Slaves to sin, death. Slaves to God, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus our our Lord. For there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of the life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. I told you, I mean, how many times he uses it. It's, just, it's over and over and over and over. To drive the point home so that we do not forget, we do, we do not miss the message, right, of being free. We have been set free. We've been turned free, right? You, example after example after example you could use, right, of turning, turning things free, setting them free, and how, how happy things are that have been slaved that are now, that are now free. And that's what he wants us to be. That, that's what he wants us to, to, to see. How should we be responding now that we are free. The law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son 
in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who have who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and, and peace. I want to take us back to his, his comment in John 8 as we, as we conclude this. The truth will set you free. If, if you think like they did, that, that, that they weren't slaves. They were double slaves. They were slaves of Rome and they were slaves of sin. Right? Blinded by their self-righteousness. Blinded by their ignorance. Blinded by their, their stubbornness. Right? They, they were enslaved to it. But we understand. We have been shown the clear truth with regard to what sin does. What, what it what its fruit brings forth, right? And we've seen and we know and we've accepted that free gift. You know, when, when, when we sing Victory in Jesus, uh, we need double tempo next time, Nick, it, and congregation, right? There, there needs to be some energy in our step. There needs to be some energy in our voice, um, understanding that, that shackles have been removed. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. What it means to be free, it, 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 you know, you, we can forget where we've come from. Paul was reminding them the things that you used to do that you're now ashamed of. You're, <coughs> you're ashamed of what you used to do because you understand the life that you now walk in righteousness, that you've been sanctified in Christ. Um, right is is complete opposite to that, um, and, and and what you used to do was walking you down the path of death, but where you've now been placed and where you've been set free, right? That leads to eternal life. That should that should put a spring in your step, right? That that should that should bring joy, right? It should bring peace to us. We've got to remember, we don't dwell on the things of the past. We look ahead, as Paul tells us. But we need to be reminded from time to time of the things that we used to do in order that we appreciate the gift. If you forget the debt, if you forget the debt, you can take for granted the, the gift. And we need to remember what sin does, what it did, the, the hold that it had on us and the hold that it has on the world around us. And it should, it should change us, right? It should change us. And we need reminded from, from time to time with regard to that. The truth will set you free. And so with that, lessons, lessons yours. Um, take with you. The, the idea of, of freedom, right? William Wallace, I was, 
uh, I was talking to Sean in the background or in the in, in the foyer. He saw the William Wallace slide, right? And uh, yeah, that's what he did, William Wallace, right? Freedom. Those that have seen Braveheart, remember that the cry for freedom, right? As they fought for freedom, and his dying breath, he shouted, he shouted freedom, and that's that's a great movie. It's a great story, right? But you know, our freedom was paid with a great price. It was paid with a great price. Um, looking forward to the to the sequel that they're that they're working on um, from the Passion. That's that's Caviezel, by the way, from the movie The Passion, as he was trying to represent Christ on the cross. But that's that's the that's the payment that was made for you and, and for me. And we need to keep it on our mind. I mean, I, that's, that's one of the reasons I believe wholeheartedly that we have the example of, of taking um, communion, breaking bread, um, drinking of the fruit of the vine on a, on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, um, because we have short memories at times. And uh, we need to remember, as he said, do this in remembrance of me. We've got to remember what he did Remember what he did for you, remember what he did for me, what he did for the whole world, because that changes. When you remember, that changes you. It changes your walk, it changes your, your, your talk. Um, but it sets you free. And we need to act and live like we are free in Jesus Christ. Yes, church? Yeah. If you have any need today, if you've never placed um, Christ's baptism upon yourself to, you know, to wash away your sins, to cleanse you, to, to unshackle you from the bondage of sin. Um, do that. Do that. Um, if you find yourself encumbered with, with sin, you know, seek prayer, seek counsel, um, seek one another. That's why he's been, that's why we've been given to, to one another, to help in, in the walk, um, to help encourage one another as we see that day approaching. Yes? Whatever need you might have, uh, if, if we can assist you in that, we'd invite you to come as we stand and as Nick leads us in song.